Blog Talk Radio. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now, you've found it. This is Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world, with your host, Alan Smith, a veteran of OTR trucking, business entrepreneur, and the most recognized name for assisting CDL students and new graduates. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Truth About Trucking Live begins right now. Uh, yes, it does, and we are back. Today is Thursday, October 10th, 2013. I'm Alan Smith, along with Donna Smith, your host here at Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio, and we are back from our separate vacations. I flew out to Oklahoma. She flew out to New York, and we met back in Tampa and both had a good time, and we are back. Donna, ready to roll here on Truth About Trucking Live. You with me over there? I'm with you. Thank hey. You, <laughs> you made it on time. I'm here. All right. Well, we're just having another uh, open uh, forum here on Truth About Trucking Live, whatever you'd like to talk about, anything about trucking, and uh, we'll just see how it rolls along here. A lot of things going out there. We still have the convoy. I brought up the little information on the, uh, the detention pay time that was supposed to uh, take uh, have something done to it a while back. So just a few little uh, suggestions, but whatever is on your mind, uh, any services, anything that you would like to talk about, and we'll just uh, roll along here as we go along. So hang with us, and we will begin this trucking open form right when we come back. Be right back. You're listening to Truth About Trucking live on Blog Talk Radio. Alan Smith will be right back. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here with Truth About Trucking live on Blog Talk Radio. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, you make the monthly payment, and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end, and secondly, the truck is yours, not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, do it the right way. Do it the best way. Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 866-512-5685. That's LoneMountainTruck.com. And be sure to tell them that you heard about them on Truth About Trucking Live.
Hey, thanks again for listening to Truth About Trucking Live, and I want to tell you about XRS Corporation and how they're leading the way for the industry's mobile technology. XRS puts the power to improve every aspect of trucking in the hands of the ones who matter the most, the drivers. Named to honor the natural evolution of Zada, their previous name, and Road Science, their ongoing business focus, XRS is a company and a breakthrough mobile technology platform dedicated to alleviating the increasing demands on drivers drivers, owner-operators, and fleet managers. XRS is leading the trucking industry's migration to mobile devices for collecting and analyzing compliance and management data. Through XRS, fleet managers, owners, and drivers can collect, sort, view, and analyze data to help lower costs, increase safety, attain compliance with governmental regulations, and improve customer satisfaction all through their mobile devices. Their simple plug-and-play solution eliminates costly equipment purchases, installation, and training by delivering intuitive cloud-based technology built directly through all major wireless carriers to virtually any mobile device. For more information, visit them at xrscorp.com, and you can also find them on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. XRS Corporation, dedicated to making the life of the driver easier. Learn more about their breakthrough mobile technology platform. Check them out at xrscorp.com. This is Truth About Trucking Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at truthabouttrucking.com. Now, back to the show. All right, thanks for joining us again. We really appreciate it. Uh, Lines are filling up. North Dakota, Colorado, Delaware, North Carolina, Maryland, New Jersey, District of Columbia, Texas, Virginia, uh, others down there. I have to scroll down to see. But thanks for tuning in and those guests in the uh, chat room. Appreciate you being here. Uh, Donna, I have callers already uh, on the line ready to talk. Are you ready to roll or you want to bring up something um, no, I'm ready to go with whatever everybody else wants to talk about. That's what we have it for. So See where it leads. And uh, I'm going to do a little uh, something a little different this time. Um, uh, if When I bring you on, if you would like to leave your line open and hang with us in the conversation instead of, uh, you know, saying what you have to say and then uh, me putting you on mute or whatever, if you'd like to just hang on and continue along in the conversation, just tell me when I bring you on that you'd like to hang on, and that way I won't mute your mic, and we'll just have a a good conversation going here. Uh, Well, let's see. Here's somebody else popped up. I'm trying to get everybody Okay, Rich, I don't know if you can see the chat room. Rich says he definitely wants to hang on. So if you're in the chat room, just put that in the chat so we can see it. Texas, thanks for joining us. Uh, Yeah, just let me know when I bring you on. I'll take you in the order that you came. We'll go to, uh, where am I going to go to first? First line, North Dakota, area code 701. Thanks for joining us this evening. Welcome to the show. Hi, Alan. Hi, Donna. It's Deb. Hey, Deb. How are you? Hey, Deb. How are you? I'm up in New York. I'm doing good. 
She had oh. fun in New York, but she uh, <laughs> lost her phone, so that kind of put a damper on things. Yeah, so anybody who's listening here tonight, send uh, send Alan on Facebook a private message and put your cell phone or whatever contact info you want, <laughs> because my whole life was in that phone, and I didn't have it on iTunes, uh, which was really dumb. And so now I have to go through the effort of getting everybody's number all over again. So um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, we won't bring you down. So. Yeah, I know. I was really upset, but I had a I'm great sorry. time. So. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Well, how's it going, Deb? What's uh, what's what's on your mind? Where are you going to take us this evening? Um, it's about the so-called trucker strike. Okay, I, uh, here we I've go. Been, I've been very very much opposed to this, especially. You know, once, you know, I heard about it, did the digging, found out who was supporting it. And it just, it amazes me that there are drivers that still think that they're going to accomplish something by this. It just, I mean, I'm up here in North Dakota. We are harvesting. We have the oil patch going on up here. I, I You talk to the people up here, they're like, what strike? What are you talking about? You know, they have no clue. You know, and when you tell them what people are, you know, when you show them, you know, what's going on, when you show them what these people are saying, they're like going, are you kidding me? There's actually people that think that they need to go to Washington for this. It's just, it's amazing to me what is going on out here, how disconnected. And yet, I I just, I don't know what to even say anymore. I mean, I voice my opinion. I'm against it. Uh, my way of protesting the protest is I'm working. I'm driving. I'm making money. I'm being safe out here. Um, I do know one thing, I, and I've been thinking a lot about this. I think that, you know, we're worried about our reputation out here, how we appear to people and how scared people are of us at times. And it's to be expected. And I do think we need to clean up our image, but I also think there needs to be an education of the public of the supply chain. I see it up here. I see where it goes from the ground into my truck. You know, the farmer combines it. He puts it in my truck. I take it to an elevator. There are times when I take it, pick it up at the elevator. I take it to a factory. It gets made into something. A dry van operator picks it up from there. It goes maybe to another factory where it's going to be made into something else or it gets delivered to a store. You know, maybe if people actually understood the entire supply chain, and how each party works together to make this happen for them. And how we all need to respect each other out here, all the way from the farmer and the miner in the mine, all the way up to the stock boy in the store. Maybe if we educate the public to that, they might start understanding us a little better. Well, I think, you know, I mean, I, I, I agree. Um, I, I'll tell you the truth. From what we've seen, okay, this whole thing is, there's so many messages right now. Uh, People don't even know why they're writing. Uh, Mm -hmm. What I see, and Alan, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's people who are so frustrated with so many different things that you you could put on the headline, ride to D.C. if you believe in aliens, and they'd ride. Because they're so yes. frustrated, they don't care. They just want, 
you know, to do. Then you have your other people who realize the consequences, um, uh, you know, of what could happen because after you read all the different messages of the different fractions of people who who are who are organizing different things, you realize that, well, I don't stand for this. I don't stand for that. I mean, you realize that some of it's pretty radical, okay? And, and then there's others who don't have a clue. They just hear there's a convoy. They're going to jump on it. And so they're there. So it's such a mixed bag at this point um, that I'll be honest, I, I I don't know what to expect. I'd like to hear from people who think there's going to be a big show or no show uh, because I think it could go either way myself. What, what's everybody feel about that? I don't know. I don't think it's going to be, you know, like they're talking about 3,000 trucks. I don't see that happening. I really don't. Well, I haven't I haven't I, jumped on the bandwagon like a lot of people. I mean, this thing has gotten quite a bit of a pretty good – media coverage just because anything against Obama and this administration is going to get coverage uh but they have to understand that if they think the media is behind them they're 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 going to very likely be proven wrong because the media is going to wait to jump on this thing and uh make them all look like wackos but I've kind of laid back uh, I personally and I could be wrong and if I'm wrong it won't be the first time but I seen these things before and I personally don't think it's going to amount to much of anything, but I, I've kind of laid low and haven't jumped on the bandwagon, Deb, like uh, a lot of people have. No, well, I, I just, think actually, it's so amazing. Go ahead, Donna. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was going to say most of the people I see, you know, are against it uh, for the, pretty much the same reasons because they don't want to be associated, uh, you know, with, with you know, radical uh, right wing. It's okay. I mean, like... We tell people, you know, we're conservatives, and, you know, we're not ashamed of that. However, you know, when you go too far over to the right, then you become a wacko. I mean, and I believe that's in either case. If you go too far over to the left, then, you know, you're in a dangerous zone also. So I guess we're well, moderate. That, what we are. I, got a little, I got a little confused with their message because I read they wanted to impeach the president. Now, Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I thought only Congress had that ability. And then if they want to arrest the members of Congress, who's going to be there to impeach the president? Did I get something wrong here? Yeah, it, that's what I mean. It was it was so far out in, um, well, I usually say left field, but in this case I'll say right field, that, um, you know, I, I couldn't. But, but like I said, there's, Alan, there's so many people who don't even know what it's for, but they want to do it anyway because they're so yeah. frustrated that they're just jumping on. And, I, you know, I can understand the frustration, but, well, you the, know, you have to be educated. Well, their first mistake was coming out as uh, shutting down America, and then they changed it to a ride for Constitution. I don't have a problem with a ride for Constitution, but shutting down America, nobody needs to be shutting down America in this economy and, you know, we know truckers work hard, and everybody knows that, you know, I stand up for truckers as often, you know, as often as anybody else. But, you know, coal miners work hard, and law enforcement officers, oil rig work. I mean, there are a lot of people that work hard, but they're not trying to shut down America. If it's a ride for the Constitution, well, that's okay. But, Deb, like you said, trying to impeach uh, President Obama and, and things like this, that's where all the mixed messages have come, but... Again, I don't really see it turning into anything. I could be wrong, but I guess it's just kind of a wait and see now. 
Well, and then there's that part of me, too. I'm a human being, and I have hopes and dreams. And I feel sorry for these people who are so frustrated and so angry that they see this as their grasp. You know, let me right. grasp that this, this is going to change everything. And unfortunately, to see it blow up in their face, what are you left with then? You know, I mean, I'm sorry, but I've seen people so angry on these Facebook pages and so frustrated, like you said, Donna, but yet you're grasping at the wrong thing. If you're that angry and that frustrated, get out of trucking. You know, find yeah, or something get on the that phone. makes you happy. Or, or is, write you your know, congressman. Get involved. Right. Go to a mid-stack meeting. Get involved. Right, right. And and you know what? You know, we started to think. Remember when we had all those Jason's Law, um, you know, call-in days? Well, yep. maybe we need to organize call-in days on different issues with your congressman and senator. Maybe that's what it's going to take is a designated day. And, you know, if everybody, you know, joined in on it, because uh, it, it was a tremendous – do they, it once a month, you know, and keep doing it. You know, like one month it's going to be hours of service. The next month it's going to be CSA. Right. And then you just keep going on. The next month we'll talk about hours of service again. Call your people again. And eventually they're going to hear us. Right, right, right. Uh, no, I mean, I think that's probably more the way uh, to go on it. But, you know, let's see what comes out of this Uh I, I have no idea because there really are a lot of angry people who I see are for it. I mean, even if you got 0.1% of all drivers, that's a huge amount of drivers still. I just don't think enough drivers can afford to take time off either. Well, it depends how mad they are. So, and I, I, I don't know. I don't think they are either. I'm going to guess. I told Alan, you know, I would guess 500. Uh, I think that's a fair number. I'll really, I'll really be surprised. And again, like I said, I could be wrong, but we've seen this stuff before and never amounted to anything. But uh, well, start some more. We'll see. Deb, you want to hang live with us as we bring other callers on? No, I'm going to let other people call in. I want you guys to get a lot of calls tonight. I will listen Thanks. in, though. I want to still listen in. Okay. Well, did you get to say everything you wanted to say? I want to give you your time. Yes, I did, except that everybody drives safe out here, and let's make some money this weekend. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, Deb. Really appreciate it. We'll go to uh, Delaware. I bet that's Richard Wilson. He'll have something to say about this all. Then we'll go to Colorado, Texas, and Texas, and New Jersey down there. Thanks for hanging with us. Get you on here just as soon as we can. And we'll go to, uh, I bet this is Richard Wilson. Haven't heard from him in a while. Rich, how you doing? Doing great. How about you guys? We're, we are hanging in there. Yeah, came had a great vacation. You saw the pic yeah. of on on my thing. I'm sure. Oh yes. Oh yeah, I did. Oh yeah, I did. Um, you know. Well, are, are you are you in your truck headed to D.C.? No, I'm actually sitting in my office in my house in the basement. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't. I really don't want to go get caught in a traffic jam that happens every day. So I don't see where it's going to be any different than the normal traffic around 495. <laughs> well, have you heard that um, DOT plans to use the National Guard to close I yeah. uh, 495? You hear that? Yeah, I got. I got. I got a text about it today, and. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, I'd made a couple phone calls today, and because of the shutdown, nobody's at the DOT office to answer anything. 
Um, and if they were, I doubt if, you know, I think if the National Guard was going to be um, uh, called out, that uh, the only thing it would be called out for is civil, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, make sure there's no, you know, civil problems or anything like that. And of course, everybody knows that that can, you know, you get a bunch of people that are mad with an agenda, and somebody steps in, that's going to escalate to something that's going to be totally out of control and make truck drivers look like a bunch of heathens. Uh, well, you know, you know there's a you're in the chat room, uh, Rich. And um, there's a there's a comment that was made by the Bible mechanic, and I'll read it to everybody who isn't in the chat room who's listening on the lines. It's not about Obama and his administration. It's about the blatant disregard for the supreme law of the land, which happens to include truckers. Now, you know, I see what he's saying. However, and and this this is what I'm afraid of. That's why you're riding or why you believe that the ride should take place. However, when there's so many different messages out there, which message is the media going to grab onto? Well, the one that's going to get the most um, excitement, okay? Uh, you know, what do you call that? Sensationalism, all right? right. So even though you you mean that there's too many messages out there and – I mean, I happen, you know, I agree with him, but well, did you what hear can this you do? morning on Fox News? Did you listen to Fox News this morning? Last night the, we did, not this morning. Well, this morning they had one of the the gentlemen was on there, had their uh, flag shirt on. I don't remember what his name was, but uh, I guess he's one of the people that's involved with it. And I mean, he come on there and made a couple statements concerning it. And was asked a question by Brian, and he said, well, is this about the Obama administration, you know, and the regulations from the Obama administration? You know, these regulations were were started years ago, um, as everybody knows, through the process of a regulation. You know, these go back to Ann Sandberg and John Hill, not really Ann Farrow. It's been, been a process to go through. Um, you know, EOBRs or e-logs now, as they call them, um, hours of service were, you know, had been talked about for years. In fact, in 2008, they were even, um, you know, changed. And then, you know, it went through the court processes from 2004 to 2008. He gets on there this morning and states that CSA is a regulation. Well, anybody in the industry knows that CSA is not a regulation. It's an enforcement tool to enforce regulations and, and to make accountable, which I I don't agree with it 100%, and it does have some has a lot of flaws in it. But I would say if you're going to represent an organization of the size like the one fellow put in here, there's 100,000 likes on the on on a Facebook page. Well, 100,000 likes on a Facebook page doesn't relegate to 100,000 trucks coming to Washington D.C. That's right. It's probably you know, 1%. And, uh, you might, you might, you might. And the thing about it is, you know, you're not going to get the support. You know, anytime you need, you have something that you want to make a focus and you're going to use an infrastructure of the country, you need a majority of that infrastructure to cooperate. And you're not going to get the cooperation because members of the ATA, the large major carriers, anybody with a large fleet is not going to get involved in it. You're not going to get their support. They're, you know, you're not getting the support of any major association. This is all individually, and it's all devised and came from the Facebook. So, by saying that, you know, I think it's, I think, you know, uh, 
a lot of people have, uh, you know, the the intentions are probably honorable, but I think in the long run it's it's devised and it's managed and manipulated by a group of people that, you know, have some vision that's not realistic, and it's going to end up just turning out to be a total and complete fiasco. With I think people are going to be injured. I think that uh, the population of the general public um, is going to see this as a de- as a uh, detrimental thing. I mean, you know, the thing about putting the what is it T D T two D H or something on yeah, the window. Yeah, it was a, a, Who's going to remember that anyway? It was too. Nobody's going to remember. It, okay, yeah. there's a traffic jam around D.C. and and you know the funny thing was said this morning was we're all going to run the speed limit, 55 mile an hour, when we go to D.C. Excuse me, I've been on 495 more than half the people out there, and I can tell you most of the time on 495 at that time of day, you're not yeah. going 45 anyway, you're in a parking lot. It's traffic yeah. jam. So, so you know, and if they're going to take up all these lanes, um, you know, and, and on top of that, most of what is – going to happen is going to be um, just uh, somebody's going to step over a line. And I don't think that that tempers are going to be controlled. I think it's going to be out of control. Um, You know, the thing is, I hear there's 100,000 people that want to take a truck and and slow down things in D.C., but every time I go to a Act meeting, there's never a driver there. There's never a trucker in Washington. Nobody goes to those mix-act meetings. I'm the only one besides, mm-hmm. you know, association mm-hmm. and, and larger carriers. And I get four minutes, and I'm supposed to get up there and tell 10,000 or 100,000 truckers gripes. I'm only one voice. But if they would get 10,000 mm-hmm. or 5,000 or 2,000 truckers, well, you know what, Rich? That maybe, this, maybe this could be the start of that. And we can use it as a uh, as a line. Uh, you know what I mean? Like say, okay, all you that showed up. By the way, I just put my prediction on uh, the chat room: five hundred to a thousand truckers show up. But um, this should be this could actually be an example to say exactly what you said. The yeah. the, the momentum's rolling. Okay, now let's see you start rolling in for the meetings. I mean, it, it could be a positive in the end. Well, that's one. Uh, well, that's that, and that that's one reason why uh, I, I just haven't jumped on board as as a lot of other people have. I mean, Donna thinks five hundred to a thousand. You know, uh, our last show, I, I I said, you know, I'd still I'd still be surprised if fifty showed up, but uh, you, you know, we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll just play it and see. But Rich, I'll uh, I'll leave your I, I'll leave your mic open and feel free to jump in at any time. I got a lot of callers here. We'll try to get everybody on, but I'll leave your mic on. Uh we'll go sure. to uh Colorado and then I have Texas and Texas and North Carolina, New Jersey, Missouri, Maryland, Michigan. Thanks for joining us. Uh we'll jump to uh Colorado 720 area code. Uh welcome to the show. Hi. Hello. Hi. This is Kari. How are you? Hey, Kari. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine. Okay. Um, I just had a quick announcement. As you guys all know, we're going to the Orada Heart of America trekking show next Friday and Saturday. And that runs from 10 to 5 on Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturday. 
at Colburn is donated some really awesome gifts. So we're having a raffle. And the raffle ticket okay. will be $10. Booth I want a booth number. How about a booth number? Number 320. Number 320. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. And we have a 7-inch GPS, a Cobra 29 DX BT CB radio, a headset. And for those that can't attend, we're also holding an online raffle, um, and we've got a uh, headset that we're raffling off for $5. And if you want to enter that, you can just PayPal your information to driver at gmail.com, and we'll enter you in the raffle, and we'll be announcing that next weekend as well. Okay, and I just want to let everybody know this is for the worthy cause of the Missing Truck Driver Alert Network, which is on Facebook. Uh, It also has the website, missingtruckdriver.com. And uh, you can email uh, Kari uh, if you have any questions either about the OIDA show uh, this uh, next weekend. Not this, This weekend, by the way, everybody, this was supposed to be the social media event that we were having that we had to postpone until next year. So, boy, what a mess that would have been. But anyway, um, next weekend is the show, booth number 320. You need to support the Missing Truck Driver uh, Network. And I think I interrupted you, and you had more to say. So go ahead. Well, we have T-shirts there. We have gift cards available for raffle. They're $5. We have three nice restaurants and and a Visa card, $25 gift cards. Um, the T-shirts will be available for purchase, and we'll have decals by then. You'll have what by then? The new decals will be available. Okay, so everybody needs to get their decal. Um, yes. And uh, make sure they go by booth number 320 and support Missing Truck Driver. This is for the drivers. And uh, Kari Lee and everybody on board over there, I'm not going to start to mention all the names because Lord knows I'll forget one of them. And uh, they all work very hard uh, to put this together. They've found numerous drivers, uh, many alive and some deceased, but at least they were found and not uh, sitting in a truck for three months like so often uh, in the past they were. So uh, thanks, Kari. I really appreciate you calling up, and I know you're you're against the, the strike already, the shutdown. Yes. <laughs> it's a train wreck waiting to happen. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm a little scared to see what's going to happen. Uh, like Rich said, he's afraid people are going to get hurt, and that's the one thing I don't want to see. Uh, so, you know, hurt or in jail, and their trucks are going to be towed, and the truck drivers, their tow truck drivers are going to make a boatload of money. So at least somebody will profit. Yeah, well, I think we're all really just going to have to sit and wait and see what happens. Alan says 50 trucks. I say 500 to 1,000, but who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, I do surprised if a couple hundred show up, but um, I've been getting invited to go um, the last couple of days. I've been getting quite a few invites, and I've just been ignoring them. I don't have time to, you know. Right. Well, not late. not if it's a, not a well-defined you know, and it's associated with any kind of extreme, you know, uh, radical ideas. You definitely, I mean, I know I don't want to be associated with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Oh, and Rich brought us some valid points about, you know, how these things need to be addressed. You know, go to those things. That's it's right to people. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I'll tell you what, I wish someone would have uh, started this movement for the driver's uh what they're fighting for alone without attached to anything 
uh, political. I wish that they would have had the same spirit. Uh, I mean, then we'd probably be all for it. I think people like to thrive on negative for some reason. I, you know, if they hear something bad and, and gossip and things like that, they tend to cling to that instead of looking for the good things and being positive. And at the, I don't know if it's the lifestyle or what, but I, I don't know. But anyway, you can be next caller. Okay, okay. thank you, Kari. Well, we'll find out. And uh, good luck at your OIDA thing. And appreciate you calling in. And uh, uh, welcome, listeners, uh, Missouri, California, New Mexico, Virginia, Maryland, and uh, who in the world is, oh, Hawaii. Well, welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. We'll go to Richard Wilson. You're still with us, aren't you? Yes, sir. You're still there. I think you and I have the same uh, kind of the same idea about this uh, shutdown thing. We'll go to, uh, we have two Texas. We'll go to uh, area code Two one zero first, and then we'll go to nine zero three. But Texas two one zero, welcome to the show. No, good evening, everybody. This is Jeff. How you doing? Hey, Jeff. Uh, I just want to get something out there real quick. I mean, uh, one thing about this uh, proposed shutdown that's going on, I think uh, uh, one of the uh, primary elements. I hear somebody reading the phone. Is that you, Rich? Yep, that's me. Okay, I was going to say just have a. Have a little bit of a distraction. (laughs) Okay. But anyway, what I was going to get to uh, real quick, I mean, uh, we need to think about some of the root causes of this. I mean, it's evident that, I mean, I'm not attacking anybody's political position. Don't get me wrong here, okay? But one thing that we need to uh, take into consideration is the fact that a lot of the uh, drivers who believe in this extremist movement uh, and are supporting it, they have a lot of time on their hands. They're going down the road listening to political talk radio, I won't name any names of any certain political strategists, but I think we all know who they are. And uh, it's it's not just drivers, but I think society in general just does not take the time to think to themselves and do their own research. They just jump on whatever bandwagon looks good to them. And unfortunately, you have a certain element of drivers that's supporting this kind of movement, whereas I do know a lot of people who were uh, dot-in-the-wool Republicans who were very vehemently opposed to this movement because they had the intelligence to see it for what it really is. And I, I well, wish more people would take the time to think for themselves. Well, that's what we were saying. I mean, yeah. you know, we we consider ourselves moderate conservatives, and um, and and this is just too far out there. You know, anytime yes, you, you go too over the edge, uh, you don't want to be associated with it because you know you you lose your your credibility, and you know people just look at you like you're a wacko. Well, um, I so, shared some stuff on my Facebook page here just a couple within last week or so about uh, you know different people that had some very well thought out posts and stuff. And actually, uh, Porter Corn, who I know has been an advocate for Mexican cross border trucking, I mean, I may not agree with his views on that, but I tell you what, he outlined a lot of very pertinent details pertaining to this trucker stri- uh, shutdown. I went and uh, verified a lot of what he put out there. He was very dead on. If you go to uh, MexicoTrucker.com and look and see what he had to say about it. He was very dead on. He talked. Uh, he went into a lot of details about the shutdown and why it's not a good idea. And I think even when we have people with uh, different views and certain things, like, say, for example, Rich and I may differ on some stuff. I may differ with Porter Corn. I may differ with Kevin Rutherford. But when you have uh, people of notoriety in this business that are actually uniting and speaking out against something that is absolute BS, I think that's a good sign of uh, unity forming here to where we can probably work together in the future to accomplish even more. 
by getting the well, truth out. Well, Ida's against it. Um, I yes, mean, the whole idea the is very against it. Well, I, mean, I, I write. I write for. Well, I write for OIDA, and uh, you know, the thing about it is, I wasn't gonna, you know, um, two bone horn or anything about. It, but I was also talking about other writers that are out there that are of credibility that have a lot to say about it. I mean, I heard Rich last night talking on uh, another radio show about it, and uh, you know, it's uh, he had a lot of good points too as well. Because like he's saying in D.C. on a good day, nobody's even going to notice that kind of traffic just going on out there, and I could just, uh, in my prediction is we're not going to have much more than maybe, you know, probably more than 30 or 35 trucks. At the okay, so load. you're guessing like Alan and Rich. I'm saying only because of <clears throat> what I read on um, Facebook and social media is pretty powerful. We we know that. I'm going to yes. say 500 to 1,000, and, you know, I don't really care if I'm wrong. That's just my guess. Well, you got a lot of drivers that are going to be uh, saying they're going to be there, but when it gets right down to it, they won't. I mean, uh, you know, they're all like, rah, rah, we're going to do this. And, of course, you know what? They're probably out in San Diego, California, doing something right. out there instead of over in D.C., uh, you know, joining up. Of course, uh, what I thought was hilarious as hell is the TA in Ashland, Virginia, uh, told those guys that they cannot use that truck stop as a rally point. I'm like, hello, good for them. You know, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm waiting. I'm waiting yeah. for the first. I'm waiting for the first truck that goes into D.C. Uh, or goes across the. Uh, you know, trying to get around or something, and they end up in D.C. and they don't have their IRP or they don't have a portion plate or a D.C. permit. Because I can tell you right now, I know for a fact because I've contacted the D.C. Police Department. And the D.C. Police Department is setting up and bringing extra people on board in their enforcement division that every tractor-trailer that they see or every Class 8 truck they see, they're going to pull over and check their, their card and right. see if they're a portion right. or have a permit. Because if they're not, it's going to be a $1,000 permit or a $1,000 fine, and your truck can be impounded until the permit's paid. So, right. And I, and I put that out months ago, and I said, listen – if you people are going to do this, you need to understand you can't just go into D.C. You have to have a permit. So I, I don't know how many listened or, or how many, but, you know, you have one major accident on that road, and that's going to tie traffic up for three to five hours. So that doesn't need a 1,000 trucks to do that. That just needs one idiot, you know. So. Well, yeah, good well, point. Uh, anyway, I've got a, I got a, I've got a water, I got a water burger, uh, not a water burger, but a Fuddruckers hamburger waiting on me, so I need to go eat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, right. uh, but like I say, uh, I'll be rolling this weekend. I encourage everybody to uh, do the same. And if you don't have a dash cam by now, by all means, get one in case some uh, dumbass decides to do something off an overpass. Uh, if you see people on an overpass, hell, just take the extra ramp and go around the overpass. If you think they're going to do anything. And having a dash cam might be your best asset right now, regardless of where you get it from. If you have one, that might be the best protection you can have in case somebody does anything. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, I just want to say, that I didn't know this. I want to read this. It's in the chat room. Jason uh, wrote it. One of the organizers of the event has already promoted violent protest if they don't get the desired result from the trucks showing up. Now, I don't know. Jason, if you want to write in there which organizer said that. Um, or, you know, which group it was. So. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll just see how it plays out. Well, Jeff, uh, enjoy your burger, and thanks for calling in. Be safe out there. Uh, no problem. We'll talk to you guys next week. 
I'll see you, okay, Jeff. Thanks. Take care, Rich. All right. All right. Hey, be careful. Alan. We'll go to Tech. We'll go to Texas. Area code nine zero three. This might be Sandy. Now we'll have a experienced driver here. Texas nine zero three. Welcome to the show. Good evening, Donna and Alan. Good evening. <laughs> How did you know? Uh, How did you know that? I was guess her? right. <laughs> Hi, Sandy. Hi. Hi. Hi, Rich. Hi, Kari. Um, uh, as you all know, I have 34 years' experience out here driving. I have lived through many of these shutdown strikes, whatever. Number one, we must remember that when Ronald Reagan was president, he put into legislation that we cannot strike. That's why they're calling this a, a showdown. Number two, first I thought they were going to try to get arrested all the congressmen and so forth. Then well, I that was the part of the off-the-wall stuff, yeah. Well, then I see they're not going to do that. In my right. 34 years of experience, I have not seen truckers accomplish anything by these kinds of actions. Exactly what Rich said, rather than going up there and parading around town, make, uh, make it an appointment, go in when they're having some hearings on these things, and sit down and talk reasonably and rationally with these people. Take whatever information, data that you need to take to prove to them what's going on to you. Uh, I want to thank Donna and Alan. A year ago in September, I was at the house, and they posted on Facebook that there was a hearing going on, and it was being um, shown on the Internet. I went on and watched one of the, and as a matter of fact, the head man of that particular hearing was from Tennessee, and he made a statement that he was not aware of whatever the issue was they were talking about. He hadn't heard anything about it from his constituents. So then he heard it from other people. He started checking with his constituents and found out that it was an issue with his constituents. Number one, one of the first things we have to do, and we have to do it in a reasonable, honorable fashion, is get acquainted with these politicians that are on these committees affecting us, and we have to become acquainted with them, and we have to, we have to educate them. Because my, from my estimation, analyzation, what's been going on in Washington is, number one, kids go to high school. They go right out of high school into college. They go right out of college into Washington, D.C. with stellar hopes. They have no real working experience whatsoever, so they have no knowledge. So the thing we need to do, instead of doing all these parades and gathering all this kind of negative, and anybody knows when you Nobody wants to follow a truck. And just like Rich said, any time you go through Washington, D.C., around Washington, D.C., there's always much, much traffic. Instead of being involved in that traffic, uh, setting yourself up to have an accident, whatever, sit down and stop being so emotional and think rationally. It's getting the figures down to prove to these people and to teach them what's really going on. 
that's where it's all at. And I've heard Rich speak before about the fact that he's the only one that's actually been a truck driver that is at a lot of these conferences and so forth. Our money would be much better spent to buy a plane ticket and fly in up there and get involved with this. And I'm sure if you will communicate with Rich, he can fill you in on when these things are going to be taking place, and it can be far more effective. I think Well, Rich, just- um, I, I totally agree with you, Sandy, and I think this would be an appropriate time. Can you share your contact information, uh, Richard, with your, um, uh, with your company, TCRG? Sure. Um, they can go on my website and hit the contact page. It's www.ecrgconsulting.com, uh, or they can email me at regguy, R-E-G-G-U-Y, at comcast.net, and they can go ahead and, you know, if somebody has, you know, something they want to say, put it in writing, and when I go to the MixAC meeting, I sign in under your name and am introduced as under your name, and it gives me an additional four minutes to speak. But if I don't have other names, I'm only allowed to speak for four minutes. And I could probably go in there with two hours' worth of opinions, but I can't do it unless it's associated with an individual. And I've begged and begged and asked people and absolutely got no response the only response I ever got was from um, Jason Haggard and uh, a couple others, and it was maybe two letters, three letters that I got to read because of it. And that's the problem. You know, instead of 550 trucks or 500 or 10,000 trucks, I'd like to see 50 people that are owner-operators or small business owners show up with financial records explaining how much this cost them, what it's going to cost them, what you know, what the regulations and how they affect them, and just one issue is simply that is on the back burner. Nobody's discussed about is Cong- or the regulation they're trying to get passed through to raise insurance to four million four hundred and forty-six or four million four hundred and sixty-two thousand dollars from seven hundred and fifty thousand, which is going to cost the average non-hazardous carrier about twelve thousand to fourteen thousand dollars a year. Where are they going to make that up? That's more important than getting rid of Obama, and it has nothing to do with administration. It has to do with the Federal Motor Carrier, the Mix Act Committee, which is basically made up of uh, enforcement and advocates. You've only got one small carrier on there, and, and Todd Spencer from OIDA, the rest of them are either Snyder, J.B. Hunt, or the big carriers, and they're satisfied with everything. They don't care because they're set up to run like that. They run differently. And there's no other voice there. And, I, and, and that's where energy and time and spent. And I want to say one thing, and then I'm going to back out. People, be careful, because Sandy will tell you, in the 79 strike, every weirdo in the world used it to come out and shoot truck drivers, throw stuff off of overpasses, hurt people that were innocent. Because Absolutely. it gave them a forum, or, or whatever you want to call it, to let the wackos all come out. And innocent people were hurt. And I'm afraid 
that this radicalism that's backing this is going to infuriate and, and irritate those radical people, and they're going to come out and deliver dangerous situations to, to innocent people. And what's going to happen, when, when something goes through the windshield of a car and a family gets hurt, and there's going to be more advocates on the committee that are going to make more rules and laws that are going to be against us. So, you know, all they're doing is boiling a pot of soup, and I use the word soup instead of another word, and sticking spoons in it and stirring it. That's right. That's right. The other, The only other thing that I would like to add is the fact that we know from the way he has reacted over these last, the president has reacted over these last few weeks, he would love nothing more than to be able to invoke martial law, which means that we would no longer have any elections. We could be incarcerated for no reason and held with no charges. We could be executed for no reason, and there's nothing we can do about it. Let's not Give him that opportunity. Let's vote him vote him out at the ballot box. Yeah, you don't want to give. Uh, well, that's what I mean. The media uh, will just turn it into, you know, whatever they want to turn it into. So even even if it was a, a good showing for righteousness, they would turn it into something. Can you imagine something like this? It would be a real field day. Right. Right. Well, right. we'll see. Sandy, you you know, you've been out there a long time like you said and you've seen these things before. What's your guesstimate? What do you think how many trucks you think will show up for this thing? I don't expect I I'm I'm with Alan. I don't think there's going to be there won't be a half a dozen trucks. People cannot afford the price fuel is they cannot afford there's no freight up there. They cannot afford this. And so, and it's a holiday weekend. This is this is going to be uh, Columbus Day weekend. Come on, people. Them guys don't work when it comes holidays. They ain't going to be none of them up there anyway. And with the truck, there's no way you can even get close to their offices. You would have to park those trucks out of town and take a cab to get down where they're at. The better thing to do is forget taking your truck up there. Get up there in person. And like I said, you know, drive in with your car or fly in, take a cab. But taking the truck in there is not going to be the answer, not at all. They're talking about running the perimeter anyway. There's no, I can't imagine. I've always said I'd like to, I'd like to go down there some night in the middle of the night when there's nobody on the street and park my tractor and trailer along the street and walk into the office the next morning and throw the keys on somebody's desk and say, there's a truck sitting down there, I want you to move it. Take it around the block, but I'll give you forewarning. I'm going to have two ambulances and a wrecker on standby because I don't think you can do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, with or without a holiday, they're closed on the weekends anyway, but, you know, like I said earlier, I... I haven't jumped on the bandwagon like a lot of people have because I, I just don't say I, I don't have a problem with writing for the Constitution. I mean, if it's organized and you know it's it's done safely and and it has a good message, but you know I I just go by the past and I just don't see uh, I don't see a thousand trucks like Donna does. But like I said, you know I could be wrong, but we'll uh, we'll find out sooner or later. 
Okay, I've got to run, guys. I have another call. Have a great evening. Great show. Good night. Thanks. Sandy. Oh, thanks, Sandy, and be safe out there. Really appreciate it. We'll go to uh, Colorado. Let's see, area code seven one nine. Thanks for holding. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Hey, this is Don. Um, this is Don <laughs> Miller hey, from John. Colorado oh, hi. Pueblo. <laughs> oh, that's um, a pretty place. I was. Oh, it's nice. It's beautiful. Now, hey, I was calling to talk to you guys about uh, the Missing Truck Driver Alert Network. Okay. Um, we, Go ahead. About a, about a month ago, I didn't know anything about these guys, and uh, my uh, mother-in-law called me and said that my brother-in-law was missing. And uh, mm-hmm. we found out found their site on Facebook, and they got in touch with them, and they started right away helping us with whatever they could. Um, sorry. <laughs> uh, now, did, okay. they, did they these, find these your brother-in-law? Are, um, he, my brother-in-law is Marty Weller. He was missing for 18 days, and mm-hmm. uh, he was in his truck at a truck stop and had passed away of natural causes. Uh-huh. But um, these guys did so much and gave us so much support and still are giving us all support, and we really, really, as a family, appreciate it. And me as a person, I have learned so much from them and so much from you guys in the trucking community that it's unreal. Well, I'm really, I'm really, thank you very, very much for that. Appreciate you calling in and sharing that with everybody. Uh, We do try to get the word out for the Missing Truck Driver Alert Network. Um, I know they are actively uh, seeking sponsorship. Uh, so, you know, if anyone's listening out there and they do want to help out uh, with this extremely worthy cause uh, to contact uh, Missing Truck Driver Alert, um, either on their Facebook page or on their west- website, which is missingtruckdriver.com. So um, I'm sorry the outcome, you know, uh, what was was a sad one. However, I know it's better to know than not know at all and to, yes, to have ma'am. closure. Yes, ma'am. And these yeah. these girls and, and guys, all, I have to include everybody, the whole trucking community, because they are wonderful. You guys do just everything you possibly can to help each other out. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm sure they appreciate you calling in tonight and, uh, and sharing that. And I, we are sorry for your loss. Oh, no. I just want to make sure that nobody else has to go through the same things that we have. Yeah, I, I hear you. Thank you for letting me call. <laughs> oh, thank you for calling. Okay, thanks again. I really appreciate it. Sorry for your loss. But, you know, um, that, that that was an important phone call, Donna, because the missing truck driver alert, you know, when it first started, man, it just it kind of took off like fire and it is a very important tool for the trucking industry and you know sadly in this case you know her brother-in-law had passed away at natural causes but it shows that it does work oh absolutely when you have that's what we try to tell people the power of social media at this point once it gets on twitter and facebook and it and you have drivers uh looking for this truck throughout the country uh it's usually found uh way past you know what the police can do because they're limited they you know they they don't have time to go through all the truck stops looking 
you know, for this one truck. So you have people who care about people, fellow truck drivers, searching, you know, for these trucks, and they are usually found. So, you know, it, but it does cost a lot to keep all this going, and um, I'll tell you, God bless Lee and and Kari, you know, they, they put out a lot uh, of their own money for this. They, they do drives, like um, Cobra is putting on a, a lot of the uh, uh, gifts, the raffles, at the OIDA uh, Heart of America Truck Show next weekend. And uh, that's how they're raising some money there. So, again, Cobra, you know, thank you for all you're doing. So, uh, you know, we need to support these things with our fellow drivers who, who you know, to, to just support one another, everyone who's trying to do something good within this industry, you know, instead of, uh, you know, uh, criticizing and a lot of that that goes on, we just need to support one another because we all work hard. Yeah, well, it's a good thing. I appreciate the call. Um, I have, um, this may be the same I'm not for sure. I have so many numbers up here. Let's try this. This may be the same one. It just popped up again. Uh, oh, maybe not. Okay. Oh, okay. No, it's gone. All right. So, um, uh, well, Rich, I know you're still there. You know, the, the the big topic is still this shutdown thing, but it looks like a lot of people along the line with you and I not thinking it's going to amount to much or still kind of confused about uh, what it's all about. You know, I, I'm I'm getting some blasts here that they're kind of saying the same thing they don't expect much of a turnout but when when are they supposed to, they're supposed to head out tomorrow right yeah it's supposed to be the 11th 12th and 13th well if there's so, a big turnout so we'll definitely see it on the news but you know um i don't know we'll wait and see it's like you said before we've all kind of seen this thing before well, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm trying to find. Uh, I was on Fox News. I thought there was there should have been a video on here from Brian Kilmeade. The gentleman on this morning was their Ernest Lee, um, and and you know, like I said. Oh, I, I saw I his video. I saw his video. Did you see his YouTube video? He calls himself General Lee. Yeah. Well, did you see him mention anything about uh, the constitutional rights? It was all about regulations and CSA and and you know how the CSA can cost them their license and and I'm sitting there thinking to myself wait a minute I thought this was about the constitutional law excuse me regulations aren't constitutional well that's what I was saying that there's you so many seen, different yeah 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 I mean it's just you know it's just one of those <clears throat> it's one of those things that uh, I think there's a few people have taken a passionate issue because of the right now there is a lot of dissension amongst different factions of our industry because there's so many bold stands that are being made in divisional you've got on the one side you've got the big top 100 1000 motor carriers that they're going to do things their way because they're organized they have lobbyists in washington you've got the owner operators that are members of oida that have a standing you know, lobbyists for them. And then you have a lot of the independents and small carriers that aren't really part of any organization. And, you know, like, like Jeff said, they're just sitting in the truck listening to radio shows at night and driving along, and they're just getting radicalized to the point where they want to do something. Okay, there's pieces, there's things in place to do things. You just need to listen to people that 
that understand the workings of Washington and beg for your assistance to help them to present cases and raise the numbers so we're not outnumbered on these committees. We can come up, come, come into these committee meetings and get their voices heard and have a driver say, listen, you forcing me to shut down after 11 hours, my company forces me to drive 11 hours. I may be tired after seven hours. But if I pull in and I go to sleep, my Qualcomm says my truck stops, my phone's ringing off the hook going, you've got to continue to go. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. I say to them that I'm tired, I'm fired. These are yeah. the things they need to hear. Not right. 10 trucks, 30 trucks, 100, 5,000 trucks showing up in Washington and saying, we're going to stop traffic because we don't like things the way they are. How about getting truck drivers, you know, going instead of the Federal Motor Carrier, go to the Federal Labor Board and have drivers designated as skilled labor? Well, that's, we've, how long has that been going on? And that, that's what I mean, you know, when we said, okay, now that the momentum's going, right, with this – you know, while well, we want to see change and all this, this might be the time to have a monthly uh, call-in, national call-in, like we did for Jason's Law, and you know how effective that was. Right. Um, so, you know, that that could be now, and just like you said, the mix-up meetings, you know, okay, you, you rode to Washington for this, how about riding with a voice? Okay, this time and and figure you know something how they could park because I know parking is a real big issue over there for those meetings. But you know who knows maybe they can go in their car or something. Um, well, imagine if they had done this a little bit different instead of this doing it this way, Donna and Richard, and right along the lines like you're saying, Richard, is um, instead of doing it this way, how about flooding the phone calls? You know, you have 100,000 drivers flood their phone calls and fax machines and emails and everything. I think they probably would have gotten more attention with that than uh, what, you know, this this so-called um, uh, driving for the Constitution thing. What do you think? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it would have. And if they'd also would have made if, – if somebody from every state would have contacted a member of their legislature – and said, and all at one time, it's say two o'clock Friday afternoon, and said, "I've got ten thousand signatures here because that's what you know people liked on liking something on Facebook isn't the same as having signatures, okay? Mm-hmm. Having documents. When you get that many people and you give them a series of issues, and everybody agrees that these are the primary issues related." to just the regulations and send them out and designate a person to be in charge of that that can go over and spend a a week or two weeks in Washington meeting with everybody. Yeah, you may not meet with the legislature themselves, but you're definitely going to meet with their staff and present that to them. And a lot of this stuff has already been hashed out through the Transportation Infrastructure Committee. I mean, they went to Ann Farrow and said, you have to give us answers by October. So if she doesn't give them the answers, maybe we need to remind the Infrastructure Committee where's Ann Farrow's answers. So instead... Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I'll give you an example of that. 
with the CDL training. There was supposed to be um, some kind of study and this and that, and wasn't there supposed to be a final rule by October 1st? Yeah, um, yeah, there was. There was I mean, whatever happened to that? Did it make it? I mean, I, I, I just, I tried to look it up. I couldn't find anything. There's, it's, it, it's disappeared. I mean, it, it was said. It, it's on the record that she was given to October to come, to come up with the supportive documentation on the study she presented, and that's all. And the fact is, what happened was. They immediately went into um, uh, damage control and started contacting every all these um, you know paid consulting firms and everything that and, and, and universities that did the studies and said we need to compile your data and okay well we'll just take it off the agenda the next MixAC meeting let's concentrate on current issues uh, with with uh, CSA. And let's look at passenger carrier hours of service. So they didn't even really, uh, and they're not going to address it at that meeting. They're not going to address anything that's negative towards the FMCSA. All they're going to do is they're, you know, those people are appointed by the FMCSA. So they're all there, you know, shaking their head and going, yeah. Okay, but my my question is, I mean, didn't it say that it was supposed to be in MAP 21? And, uh, yeah, I mean, there was this whole big thing that that was said because we've, you know, everybody's written in and had all these comments and blah, 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 that we're coming to a conclusion and there'll be a final rule on October 1st. So, you know, I'm I'm asking, you know, I asked Alan, what's the final rule? Did you hear about it? No, I didn't hear about it. Okay, well, where is is it? It's on an intern's desk. Are they? Sitting, but you know, how do you make them accountable desk. for that? How do you make them accountable for that? How do you make them accountable for anything they've ever done? How do you make it accountable the fact that a person can be involved in an accident and never and be sitting still and somebody run into them, but then that goes on the company CSA score under a recordable accident? How well, they, they, they do that. That's how just common for C. That's just common procedure for most issues. It's like the uh, HR 756 that has to do with detention pay that I kind of put on the show description. I was searching all over the thing for that. I mean, it it went to the House in 2011. Todd Dills over there at Overdrive Online and Channel 19 Blog, he told me that um, he did some research, and and they just kind of put that on hold. And uh, if anything comes of it, it probably won't be until 2015. So, they put a lot. They put a lot of uh, issues on hold, Rich. Well, you know, you know, and, and I and I read that on there, and I thought that was very good, and I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, that was attacked by the uh, National Association of Manufacturers because what they said was that they could not be responsible for all the actions of you know um, and, and be expected to be financially held accountable because. The, the way that the country, and I brought this up at the last thing with JIT, just-in-time delivery, that their ordering is based on their inventory um, and their inventory fluctuations, and there's no way to determine that. So they really attacked that heavily, and they got that squashed. 
I mean, that, you know, the, 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 I'm, there is a big lobby against any type of detention time. Or, you know, it's just like if you asked the FMCSA to address shipper or receiver responsibility, the first thing they say, not our department. It's not so whose regulated. department is it? Whose department is it? Uh, I guess it would probably fall under the labor board. I don't know. Well, Nobody all I know, knows what department it is. All I know is they're very good at uh, putting issues on hold. Uh, North Dakota back again, area code 701. Welcome to the show. Hey, this is Deb again. I just had something more to add to it. I was listening to y'all talk. And, you know, you're talking about showing up at meetings, and then we were talking about this ride to the Constitution. I think what we need to do, and this is just my idea, is have a ride to the meeting. And if you if there's any way you got freight going into that area and coming out, you take your truck, you go over there, you set it up at a time where there's like rips at a mix set meeting or some kind of meeting, and mm-hmm. there is going to be arrangements made where everybody pulls their money and we get a shuttle bus to take us from the point of the truck stop into D.C. to these meetings. Now, wouldn't Excellent. that be a better way to attack it? Yes, Why exactly. That's yes, an intelligent I think that's excellent. Yeah, I, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of along the lines I was saying, Deb. If they had done this a little bit different, instead of trying to do what they're trying to do, which I, again I don't see much happening, but if they had made this a movement where you know, hundred thousand truckers uh, got all fired up and was going through that kind of avenue, you're kind of right along the lines with me. That I think that would have had a bigger effect. Well, maybe something good can come out of this. And, you know, I mean, Richard, this might be a good idea on your website uh, to start something like that. And, you know, of course, everybody then tweets it and uh, Facebooks it and, and, and so forth. So, you know, these are, these are really great ideas that are come out of something that isn't such a great idea, you know? Um, one other point. Um, I was talking to Jeff about this earlier, and Rich, I was going to contact you. But when I go home, I'm going to be in Florida well, during the winter months, and I do have slow time. I will be going to a mixed that meeting. I am taking that as a personal challenge. I will be going to a meeting. I think that would be great. And, Deb, let me throw this out here. Uh, if I'm going to the meeting, I will make arrangements to pick you up and take you so you don't have to rent a car. Okay. But I, right. just, I just wanted to put that out there, that I'm taking it as a personal challenge. I'm going to make this happen. And that way I when know is the next I've meeting? done my part. It hasn't been announced yet. Okay. Yeah, I think that's good. And like Rich said, Deb, you know, if more truckers would do that, and, uh, you know, there's a lot going on on social media, and but out of all these thousands and thousands of drivers, uh, I don't know, Rich, how many uh, – <laughs> I know you get some questions to be asked by Jason Haggard, but you know he's one of the fighters out there. But overall, uh, you don't you don't get too many. Well, we've written in some. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but I, I think that's good, Deb. Keep us informed, and we'll uh, we'll uh, see what happens there. Absolutely, okay. because that's that's where. People have got to understand something. They've got to understand the process, what things go through. 
And when that that mix act that mix act committee is a very powerful committee, because the basis of most of your regulations form right there in that committee. And and I've watched I watched CSA from its inception, from the day they named it CSA to when it came to fruition and the process it went through, and it was a five year process. So it started in about two thousand and five under Ann Sandberg. And it was until 2010 before it became initiated. But when it first came up, I was in the very first listening session when they came up with the seven basics out of six listening sessions. So, I mean, what do you? I mean, when you're there and you see what's going on, I saw problems with it from day one because it was being very, you know, it all came out. It was for safety. It isn't about safety. It's a tool for enforcement. And what mm-hmm. it's done, it's created enforcement to be unaccountable where the trucking and the driver are totally accountable. And I said from the day one, and Donna, you and you and Alan and I discussed this, and I told you this in the beginning. This thing is going to turn out to be a one-sided operation in favor of enforcement. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what it has turned out well, to be. Well, just look at the data queue. And and I mean you can't even um, it's a fight joke. something wrongful. And if you're a driver, you can't you cannot fight it yourself unless your company fights it and has it removed. Because if your company doesn't remove it, then the first thing they're going to say is no action taken because it wasn't removed by the carrier. And you know half of the carriers that I deal with don't even know how to file a data queue, and it takes three minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's something that you do, though, isn't it? I mean, if somebody wanted yeah. in on the data queue, don't they just contact you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's a small fee for it, obviously, because I have to make a living. Oh, but, yeah. You know, I, I can do that, and it's not that big a deal. But the thing about it is they're wasting their time if they're a company driver and the company doesn't file the data queue. Because what it's going to do, it's going to go against your company's ID, or DOT number and the state representative, whoever's in charge of that committee, will look it up and see it's an active case against the carrier, and they'll deny the driver. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so we've heard driver. it. We've talked about that many a time on the shows. I mean, it's yeah. it, 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 and then it's labeled safety, safety. Well, if it's really all about safety, then the final ruling for the CDL uh, entering, uh, what is it called, entry-level uh, driver entry training? Audit. Yeah, entry-level okay. driver training. That if it's all about safety, then there would have been a final rule. So don't call it that because you make people very angry. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, and they, hey, 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 Deb, let me tell you, uh, Jason in the chat room, he's saying the next scheduled MSAC, MSAC meeting looks to be scheduled for December ninth through the eleventh. Yeah, and I won't be home then. I won't be home yet. I'll be home after the first of the year. So oh, okay. Once I get back on the East Coast, because otherwise, when I'm out here, I got to run my truck. I can't just park my truck and fly into Washington D.C. as much as I wish I could. If I can get a load going that way, now that's another matter, and I might be able to wing that. But because I pull a grain hopper, not looking real positive on it. Yeah. Well. Well, just in case, December 9th through the 11th. But if it's next year. Uh, Keep keep yes. us informed, and uh, you ought to get old Jeff to go. You ought to get old Jeff to go with you. No, this has got nothing to do with that, Jeff. This is all about me. 
It's about what I want to accomplish because I'm an owner-operator out here, and I want to take a stand. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Personal challenge. Yep. All right. Good luck. Keep us informed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have this thing going. We should have a whole list of people who are going. I I think this was a great idea that came out of this tonight. And, uh, Richard, I'm going to challenge you to create a page on your website. Okay. I just oh. put, I guess he goes, oh. <laughs> he goes, oh, more work. Okay, thanks. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, thanks Sorry. a lot, Donna. Appreciate it. Uh, I just put the... I, I thank thank you, Jason. I, I hadn't recently looked at the Mixac page, but yeah, it's up there, and I put the link on the chat room for the Mixac page. You can go right to the home page. You can look at agendas. Take a few minutes and go there and read and see what the agendas are and read what the reports are coming out of those meetings. You people think you're mad now. You'll really be mad when you read what they're discussing. Really? I've got to click on this. Okay. Yeah, I wish everybody would because, I mean, there's notes from the meetings in there. You'll see what's being discussed. And what you're looking at now is the future of our industry and the regulations that are going to be currently coming out of it. Now, Rich, if yeah, I write right. a letter, I think we should put this as a it, right? on our blog. Huh? What did you say, Deb? I said, Rich, if I write a letter for this December meeting, you'll read it? Yes. And then I can appear at a later one next year? Yep. Okay. All I need is your letter, and then what I do is is you you put on there, you give me permission to present it, and then I sign your name on the, the log. They have to sign a log that says you want time to speak, and I will sign your log, and I will introduce, of course, they all know me, but I'll introduce myself in speaking on behalf of Deb, and I will read your letter verbatim. I can't change anything in it, and I can't ad lib it. i got to read it verbatim for what you say. Which All right, fine. it has to be under four minutes. And just what the main thing is, present your opinions with data backing it up on how regulations affect you. Okay. All right. You want to hang? You want to hang live with us, Deb? Yeah, I'll hang live. Okay. Let's go to South Carolina, area code eight zero three. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? My handle in the chat room is the Bible Mechanic. My real name is Bill Clade. Donna asked that hey, I Bill. call in. How are you doing, Donna? Well, I'm glad you called in because you've got the other side of the coin that um, I've been wanting to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've been involved in and with trucking since uh, the 1960s. I've been an owner-operator. I've been a company driver, um, worked for an independent driver, and I finally packed in the road operation as an owner-operator back in, oh, 86, 87, and went to work for a small local company. So I've been in and around it for many, many years. I had asked two questions before. Nobody answered them. But the one quote that I had, centralization of communication in the transport industry in the hands of the state, uh, you know, we talk about education, ed- educating the public, but we have to educate ourselves because that quote came from the Communist Manifesto. And if you look at the okay. 10 planks, excuse me? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I was wondering where it came from. Well, I've done my homework, Donna. You know, I'm not a new kid uh-huh. on the block. I'm an old fogey. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, there's well, 10 planks. The <laughs> ten. You know what, Donna, just, just to go off track a little bit, you know what Obamacare is all about, really? 
is to get rid of us old fogies. And the reason for that is because we have a frame of reference that most politicians, and I say most nowadays, do not have. Go look at the average ages, or the, the ages of your politicians nowadays. Most of them are 40s, 50s, you got a few 60s, and you got a few 70s and so forth. But you have to understand, you know, there's more than one thing in operation here. I mentioned truckers fight for justice. That dates back into the 1970s. I was involved in that with a very close friend of mine. We're still close friends. We've never met face-to-face. And some folks might remember this, but this was back in the days of the Lumper Laws. And we had started that organization. or he had started it, and I, I worked with him. I've had articles printed back in the 80s. You know, we warned people what was coming, but we laughed, they laughed at us. We were lunatics. You know, we were crazy. You know, we don't know what we're talking about. Well, here we are, folks. You know what? 30 years later, yep. and it's happening. You know, somebody mentioned well, about well, per- I'm sorry, Don. Go that, ahead. That statement, that statement you made, and I think most likely why people didn't answer it, because I didn't understand the question, and that's why, uh, you know, I didn't address it, and I don't know about anybody right, else right. who read it. But, right. but what exactly did, did your statement mean? Well, what's happening is, is one, one. I think it was Richard, I'm not sure, he made the comment, you have to understand the process. And I agree with that. But there's a basic process that needs to be understood first, and that's called the Declaration of Independence. The next process that has to be understood is the Articles of Confederation. And the next process that has to be understood is called the U.S. Constitution. Now, each one was a stepping stone. And today what's happening, and this is why I made the comment, this is not merely about truckers' gripes. I've been through that, you know, what, 30 years ago now? This is about a blatant disregard by the government of the United States for the U.S. Constitution. And that's okay, what this... Uh, let me just, let me just interject about, for a second. Sure, go ahead. Even... Even if what you're saying is true, and a lot of people agree with you, the fact that this ride is associated with radical and and you know, I mean, what did the one of the organizers say? Obama is really Osama bin Laden. I mean, when you start talking crazy like that, then you lose your credibility of whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. Uh, do you agree? I mean, do you see that? Yes, Donna. I lost my credibility years ago. <laughs> okay? And the reason I lost my credibility years ago is because I tell people what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. And what's happening with the media today, I've got background in the media, the broadcasting industry, and law enforcement. I mean, done a lot of things. And it's done by design. Somebody made the comment truckers are going to be the scapegoats. Yeah, they're going to be, unfortunately. But that's nothing new. It's just history repeating itself again. Right. And this is why I said, you know, it has to go beyond just the truckers. People are frustrated. Believe you me, I'm one of them. I've, I've been to the congressmen, you know, and all the rest of that nonsense. It's supposed to work that way. But in the real world, it doesn't. They don't care about us anymore. They are not our representatives. They are merely their, our, our alleged 
representatives. And believe you me, I have got proof of those statements, Donna. Oh, I, I agree with you, Bill. I think a lot of people do. Well, and that's the problem. But when you get hooked up with, again, when you get hooked up with people who have, here, let me see if I have the the thing, the um, article open, you know, the crazy can article. Ask, can I ask Bill a question? Go yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Hey, Bill, this is Rich. i got a question. Hey, Rich, how you doing? Good. You're like me. You go back to the days of the old ITA, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yep. and, 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 you know, back in 79, 77, 74, back in those days, and, you know, remember we used to, we were fighting for deregulation, deregulation. You see where that got us. <laughs> exactly. And the real yeah. issue, the real issue, Rich, and see, this is where people get led astray. The real issue shouldn't have been deregulation because look what happened to the railroads. Right. Look what happened to the banks. Look yep. what happened to the truck industry. And guess what's going to happen to health care? Exactly, exactly. We we saw this back in the 70s. So what you said about Obamacare, I have to agree with because I, I, I'm a part of the old part farm. So, But the thing about it is, one thing I do, you know, I, I, I do want to ask you this. In, 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 in your statement about, and I understand the Declaration, I understand the, the Articles of Confederation, I understand because I'd like to secede, but that's another story. But anyway, <laughs> what I... You know, the Constitution was designed where no government entity or agency shall compromise the majority of the people. Well, the problem is, if I could get the majority people that drive a truck to come to a mix-act meeting and flood that room, would have more say than everything that they're trying to do with this other thing, because the truth would come out in numbers, and the 23 people on the committee would have to stand up and listen because the the figures, and we wouldn't have these falsified and, and ir- relative documents that are com- being placed stating what, you know, the, the safety factors. I mean, since they, changed, since they changed the new hours of service, the accident rates have gone up. Yep. And, they and, don't, I, and, and with the other ones, they were going down. So why change them? Well, I, I totally agree with the rich, but again, you know, there's such a thing as theory, and there's such a thing as uh, I call it reality or real life. And I totally agree with you. But there's, there's a basic bottom line principle that people do not understand nowadays. And believe me, when I say they do not understand it, just listen to the reporters on TV, all the experts, and they'll keep referring to America as a democracy. It is not a democracy. It is a constitutional republic. And back in 1937, the U.S. War Department defined what a democracy is and what a republic is. So what they do is they start brainwashing the people by just the use of one word, in this particular case, democracy. Now, make no mistake about it, there is a quote-unquote democracy within the U.S. Constitution, but it's limited. You know, people talk about limited government, you know. They also talk about, oh, the Constitution's the greatest document written by man ever since the Bible. Have you, anybody, has anybody ever explained it to you? Have you heard anybody try to explain it? No, it's too easy to say it's, it's a one-size-fits-all. 
That's <laughs> and it's exactly. just like the Bible. It's just like anybody with the Bible. I've had people that have interpreted passages out of the Bible to suit them and what they want their message to be. It's the same thing with the Constitution. Exactly. You can I, interpret anything. All you got to do is be a better debater than I am and, conf- and confirm with me that your interpretation of the Constitution is one thing, and if I'm better than you, I'll convince you that my interpretation is. And it's the same thing with laws and regulations. That's why lawyers are millionaires and truck drivers aren't. You got that lawyers, right. <laughs> the lawyers have all can, you know, convinced everybody what the interpretations of the law, law is, and, you know, they're the ones that are over there in Washington. And, you know, you've got advocates on that committee that having a single agenda is to totally undermine and destroy the trucking industry because their kid was killed by a truck. Yes, yes, exactly. You, you brought up a very, very interesting point, and just to make a little correlation, not to get quote-unquote religious here, you know, because right, that's right. a whole other issue. But it's very, very interesting if you study the Bible, not just read it. Right. But if you study it, you'll find out that the people that were always trying to trap Jesus were who? The religious people. The Pharisees people. and the Sadducees. Uh, and lawyers, too. Yeah, well, yeah. Duh! <laughs> <laughs> you know, shouldn't and that... the Senate. <laughs> that's right. Shouldn't that, you know, shouldn't that light up a little nightlight in somebody's brain? <laughs> Why did they do that? But the same principle, even though that happened 2,000 years ago... That very same principle is exactly what's happening today. Hence the phrase, history repeats itself. Now, I watch Glenn Beck, you know, quite a bit. Uh, I've lost a lot of quote-unquote friends. Well, he's a Mormon. Well, I really don't care what he is because he's the only person, and I heard reference made to Fox News, but he's the only person that is really telling the people what is going on. In fact, on one of his programs, he... He told the folks, and I believe it, okay, because the proof's in the pudding, but he was told by Fox News that, you know, oh, you got to stop talking about God so much. Duh. What does it say in the U.S. Constitution? What does it say in the Declaration of Independence? There's, there's more to this than trucking. There's the marriage issue, the gay rights issue, the illegal. Here's another thing. The veterans were denied access to an open-air monument. But the very next day, um, mm -hmm. they held a rally in Washington, D.C., and they opened it up for all illegal immigrants. Boy, did they miss miss a golden opportunity there? They could have got a big net going in, picked it up, towed them all to ice, and sent them all home. Well, Richard, I agree with you, but unfortunately, (laughs) it doesn't work that way, believe you me. I just had to get that. I've been wanting to say that for four days. (laughs) But good for you. Good for you. And, and, and I brought up Truckers Fight for Justice, and I'll mention the fellow's name. Uh, his name is Noel Benoit. Him and I became acquainted back in, oh, I guess probably in the, the, the mid-'80s. He had started Truckers Fight for Justice back in the late-'70s. And yeah, I remember him. No, well, Noel used to be in what was totally denied for years and years and years, the Majestic 12. It's called NSA now. And he thought he was going in there, you know, it was all for God and country. Guess what? He eventually found out it was not for God and country. And what had happened is while he was dealing with the political end, I was dealing with the quote-unquote religious end. You know, the two subjects people wanted to discuss, politics and religion. 
And the result was the government went after him. He had to flee where he was living and go into the hills, and I mean literally into the hills of Arizona, and he stayed with some of the Native American Indians. The trucking ministry that I was associated back at that time, he said, because they used to do a tape ministry way back then, he, uh, he told me, he says, well, with friends like you, who needs enemies? And I says, man, I can see where this is going. And that's when I started doing a lot of serious research, Rich. You know, I, I've made a statement on my website. I've said it on the radio. Uh, you know, the Bible isn't broken, but people are. And that's so, so true because of religion and politics. You know, let's talk about government first, not politics. And that's what this ride is really all about. It's about government, not merely the truckers' rights. So the media is going to spin it, and they're going to use it to make the truckers, once again, look like the scapegoats. And unfortunately... Well, that's exactly... That was the hey, point we were, we were trying to make. It's like... Yeah, Bill. <laughs> yeah. Bill, yeah, Rich. Okay, then, then, you know, if that was the case, Brian, ever, Ernest Lee, quote-unquote, generally this morning had his 15 seconds of fame or whatever on Fox, right? And if he'd have come on there and he'd addressed the constitutional issues that the, the ride is supposed to be about, but he came on there and basically said it, that it was against the regulations and was very specific in determining that, then doesn't that sort of present a, you know, a, a confusion to the people that are, you know, that are going to be involved in this, the tr general traveling public, you know, if they watch this and they see this presented, that this is about regulations, and then they do it, and, you know, all of a sudden now it's about Constitution. I think if they would have gotten together and, and instead, over the past time, and they come up with an agenda and stuck to that agenda and presented it in, as their agenda. But the problem is I'm talking to people every day in our industry that are confused about what are they exactly doing. Is it for the Constitution or is it about regulations? And I think this is what's taken their credibility away from them and turned them into the typical, normal, you know, radical right-wing group that they have so many agendas they don't really know what they're concentrating on. Rich, I totally agree with you, and let me get back to a, a, a verse that you can find in the Bible. I don't know. Where, I'm not a memorizer. All right, and it's a very, very, it's a basic principle, okay? And I agree with you about the confusion, Rich. But it states God is not the author of confusion. Well, all of a sudden, what you're telling me is there's now confusion within, you know, this so-called ride to Washington, D.C. And Glenn Beck's been saying this for years now. You know, there's good and evil. Duh! If there's confusion, what yeah. side of the coin is it coming from? The good side or the evil side? It doesn't. Right. You, you don't know that. You, that's the problem. You don't know that in this case, because, well, like I said, they're, they're, you know, and 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 I, and I agree with you too. And and that's the problem. And I think that's why. You know, confusion leads to non-credibility. Exactly. Non-credibility exactly. leads to, you know, what is, what's going to happen? And, and you and I both know this because you and I were both involved in the 79 strike. And I said it earlier. Every weirdo out there with an agenda is going to use this opportunity to, to, to come, you know, like cream to the top. And right. 
going to happen is every bad negative thing is going to be a truck driver. When I read an article in the paper that a trucker killed a family of four in Wisconsin in an accident, and I find out the guy was driving a, to- driving a Toyota Tundra, that's 27 lines down in the article. But that right. big black bold thing says a truck driver killed four people. Exactly, Rich. And I've seen that I don't know how many times, you know. So it was a pickup truck, saying. you right. know. But this is what I'm saying. That is the mindset that the general motoring public has about the big. I mean, this guy this morning made a comment that I thought was offensive to me and any other truck driver out there. He said, not Brian Kilman asked him, are you going to blow your horn if a little kid goes like that? What's that got to do with the Constitution? Nothing. What's that got to do with this? Nothing. It was a feel-good moment. He says, And he says, well, all of us big, burly truck drivers will always blow our horn. Uh, you know, excuse me. That's now, nice, I may be mistaken, Rich. That's the you 1960s know. attitude towards truckers, and this guy is promoting that. Yep. And and I may be mistaken, Rich, so don't hold me to it, because, you know, us old folks, we have these senior moments, you know. <laughs> I have them every minute. <laughs> They're senior but, minutes. <laughs> I think, I think, I'm not sure now, when uh, the original Facebook page went up, it was called Truckers Ride to the Constitution or something along that line, yeah. there was a video posted by an individual. It might have been, and I emphasize might have been uh, this fellow Lee that you're talking about. I think and it was. It, and it yep. was about the Constitution. Right, but not but, this morning. That, but the then first all of a page sudden, was Shut Down America. That's the one that had 87,000 likes, and Facebook took it down. And they had a page. Truckers, and the other, Truckers to Shut Down America was the first page. Then the next page was Ride for the Constitution. And, and I'm going to be honest with you folks that are listening, all right? I don't I don't follow the trucking news every day. I'm involved in some other projects, the bottom line issues. In fact, I had just gotten an email today from uh, uh, the local TV station up in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. And number one, I was surprised that the guy answered me. It was it was due to a it was a uh, an analysis on a commentary they had did about a week or so ago. And I was absolutely flabbergasted when he told me, he says, in all of my, and this is a paraphrase, so, but he says, in all my years of doing editorials, I have never seen anybody lay out a more logical and reasonable presentation as what you have. And he's going to pass it on to his editorial board. Rich, I've been fighting this stuff since back in the, you know, the 80s, but I expanded my scope because I began to realize that it's, more is more involved than just the trucking industry. And this is what people have to get through their head. I'd like to make another comment, if I don't mind. This is another pet peeve of mine. I have a program. I haven't done one in about three, two months. But I also do a program on Blog Talk Radio. There's about 200 and something programs posted. And one of the things that's my favorite pet peeve is... When you try to contact other folks that have programs or do shows on blog talk radio, they're just like the commercial media. They're afraid of losing their listeners. They're afraid of competition. And if that attitude prevails among 
the general public, in this particular instance, the truck drivers, what do you think the results are going to be? Exactly what you said, Rich. The radicals, they're going to be the, they're going to, the truckers are going to be scapegoats, and the whole thing is all in naught. Yeah. What, did, what yeah. is your show, Bill? Um, it's now entitled The Wordologist. Wordologist? Um, yeah, it's also listed under the Bible Mechanic. A while back, I changed the title of it. I'll give you a little background. I, I started out initially back in the 80s by doing tape ministry before all this fancy electronic stuff came along, and it was entitled uh, Road Life. And then uh, I had that falling out that I told you about, and I started digging and investigating. Noel and I got split up for about 20 years. And, of course, again, like I said, the boys in black, you know, people laugh at that, but the boys in black were after him. We got you reunited, I'd say about four, maybe five years ago, through a website. Uh, they called him a lunatic and a liar. His name was cleared. It's all posted. Look up his name. It'll be on the website. And I started doing a radio program on satellite. And it was originally, the first one I did was called The Extremes. And I changed the name of that, and I called it from uh, liberty to freedom. And then I had a, well, I wouldn't call it a falling out per se, but there were some things I didn't care, you know, what was going on. And I started a program on uh, uh, Blog Talk Radio, which was entitled The Bible Mechanic, which is the same as the website that somebody built for me. And then I changed the name of that to the wordologist because I began to notice that people are zeroing in and focusing in on one word. The issue at hand right now, the word they're focusing in on is truckers. And from there, they're going to build a case pro and con. But unfortunately, due to human nature, it's going to be mostly con, and that's why, Rich, I totally agree with you. We've got to change our tactics. Things have been done the same way for the last 20 or 30 years. It was Einstein that said, you know, um, let me see if I can get this right. He defined insanity as doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Well, here we are, back to, uh, you know, initially another shutdown, and they changed to a ride. So we've got to get beyond just the truckers, the trucking issue. We've got to get back to the bottom line. We have alleged representatives in the United States Congress. They are not our representatives. And I can prove that very, very easily. And I'm going to make a statement. You boys that are listening out there, the boys in black, just about every single member of the United States government is guilty of treason. And I can prove it. Well, All you have you know, to do I, is have the ability to read. You're, well, you know, and I think a lot of people agree with you, Bill. I mean, I'm to the point where uh, Republican Democrats are all the same, and I think a lot of people along those lines. But standing up for the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, you know, we're right there with you. And uh, anybody who knows me knows that, um, you know, I stand on those rights uh, every day. But I tell you, our time is winding down. We'll look you up on uh, Blog Talk Radio, Bill. I'll follow you there. I appreciate you calling in. Deb, Rich, all the callers online. Uh, my time's winding down. We'll have to take a quick break. And when we come back, Don, do you have any announcements? 
Um, actually, I was just going to announce uh, what we already went over tonight was the OIDA show next weekend. I mean, after the break. Yeah, and Kari's missing truck driver. You have driver. some? Okay. Uh, again, Bill, thanks. I'll find you on Blog Talk Radio and uh, follow you. We'll take a quick break, and we'll come back and wrap up this broadcast of Truth About Trucking. You're listening to Truth About Trucking live on Blog Talk Radio. Alan Smith will be right back. truckers are you looking for deals on trucks trailers parts or equipment or maybe you need to sell something truck related well there's a great spot on the web where truckers deal with other truckers no middlemen involved that's why we call it trucker to trucker.com there's no charge at all for looking and if you want to place an ad for what you're selling it's just 19.95 and it runs till it sells so whether you're buying or selling it's time to log on and take a look trucker to trucker.com check it out that's trucker to trucker.com Hey everybody, Alan Smith here with the Truth About Trucking Live, and I want to tell you about TruckerLawyers.com. TruckerLawyers.com helps drivers with their legal needs, and they specialize in workers' compensation, trucking accidents, employment law, and other areas, but they never work for trucking companies. For information regarding workers' compensation and your legal rights, and they are also available to help you find assistance for additional legal issues. This includes determining how to get you the best benefits possible for your situation. The website truckerlawyers.com is a resource where you can learn more about your legal rights as a driver. Feel free to continue the social media conversation by liking them on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash truckerlawyers and follow them on Twitter as at truckerlawyers. Call them to talk through your questions at 1-800-736-5503. And when you call truckerlawyers.com, be sure to mention that you heard about them on Truth About Trucking Live. There's a lot of copycats out there, but you know, there's only one. Truth About Trucking Live. Now, back to the show. Well, time just flew by. Great show. Appreciate everybody tuning in, all the input and comments. Donna, got a few minutes here. Announcements this evening. Well, I just want to let everybody know that um, next weekend is the uh, OIDA uh, 40-year anniversary show, and it's going to be in Kansas City, uh, Missouri, at the Kansas Speedway, uh, October uh, Friday from 10 to 5 p.m., and Saturday, Saturday, 9 to 5. Um, missing Truck Driver Alert will be at this uh, show, and they will be in booth number 320. And we uh, tell everybody you need to support this worthy cause uh, for drivers, created by drivers. And uh, if you want to go to the website to learn more about it, it's missingtruckdriver.com. And the Facebook page is Missing Truck Driver Alert. Uh, so you can you can find them either way. But you definitely want to go to the show. Uh, it is a 40-year anniversary, <clears throat> so it's, it's a big time for everybody. I know they have a lot of entertainment planned and speakers. And, uh, you know, I wish we could go. At one point we were uh, contemplating it, but we used vacation time on uh, a trip last week, so we won't be able to go. But I'm sure everybody's going to have great pictures, 
and have a wonderful time there. Again, uh, make sure you go to booth number 320. Cobra's got a lot of great great prizes that they're giving away to uh, everyone. Uh, So anyway, post your pictures because, you know, we want to see what's going on over there, especially Kari, if you're listening. Make sure you got a lot of pics. That's it, Alan. Oh, that's it? That's all I have for tonight. Short and sweet. That's it. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks. Uh, it's a great show. Appreciate everybody's participation, callers, listeners on the line, listener from Hawaii. Uh, I'll be more than happy to come visit you if you uh, send me the <laughs> ticket. Uh, and everybody there in the, the uh, chat room, all our guests there, thanks for tuning in. Hope to see you next time. And uh, for that will do it, I guess. So Until on behalf next- of... Uh, Huh? Until next week. Until next week. So on behalf of uh, Donna Smith and TruthAboutTrucking.com, AskTheTrucker.com, Blog Talk Radio, and Truth About Trucking Live, I'm Alan Smith. Drive safe. And, hey, thanks for listening. I've been driving these rigs since 79. Never got a ticket, never crossed the line Dinner's on the table, but it's gonna get cold Gotta get going, I've got freight too low Well, I was running through Atlanta doing 58 A four-wheeler cut me off, so I slammed my brakes Well, the truck went left, but the trailer threw right And I saw my life flash before my eyes I'm just trying to make a living Running the road Loving my family from a cell phone Nobody understands Can't get no helping hand Lord have mercy on the The trucking brand Fighting the wheel And the next thing I know I hit the sidewalk And over I go Falling so fast I had no time to scream Burning hot metal Flying all around me Well I laid there for a minute Living out of my head Not knowing if I was alive or dead The highway patrol said Let me give you a hand and he laughed and said, son, you better check your pants I'm just trying to make a living Running the road Loving my family from a cell phone Nobody understands Can't get no helping hand Lord, have mercy on the The trucking brand at me and my burning rig Checked out the damage that was done to the bridge Feeling a little crazy and dizzy in the head Barely heard the words that officer said $10,000 fine and your CDL is gone Better call your mama to come take you home Three million miles and never a glitch 
four-wheeler only got a slap on the wrist. I'm trying to make a living running the road, loving my family from a cell phone. Nobody understands, can't get no helping hand. Lord, have mercy on the, the trucking brand. On the trucking brand. Lord, have mercy on the, the trucking brand. 